Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. I'm back from my vacation. Man, was it really nice being down? I was in Turks and Caicos. Wow. The water. It was like the Miami Dolphins pants. It was that color. It was beautiful amazing it's matt harrison here it's the week 12 waiver wire podcast on the shock fantasy podcast appreciate you sticking with me through the break and now we're back and we've got the todd heap memorial injury report inconceivable. Ah, that wasn't loud enough how about this inconceivable that's better 
All right. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, it's inconceivable that anything could go wrong with him right now, but he had his left shoulder looked at after the game. That's his non-throwing shoulder. Let's keep an eye on that one just a little bit. Uh, he's got a nice little matchup this week against the Jets. Matthew Stafford went into the blue tent for concussion evaluation, did not return for the Rams. It seems like they're kind of getting ready to pack it in for the rest of the year. Joe Mixon suffered a concussion and left the game for the Bengals in week 11. Jalen Warren had a hamstring injury, and Najee Harris resumed his bell cow status, at least for the moment. Michael Carter seems to have suffered a rib injury against the Pats, but the Jets just had an injured offense, it seemed, in that game. Two yards of offense in the second half. That was crazy. Chase Edmonds of the Broncos uh, had an ankle injury. He left the game in Week 11. Must not be too bad, though, because the team did wave Melvin Gordon on Monday. By the way, the Rams cut Daryl Henderson on Tuesday as well. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, he has an ankle injury. Uh, he injured that on Sunday night and left the game. His teammate, Kadarius Tony came up with a hammy injury and left the game as well. In that same game, Mike Williams turned his ankle on Sunday night. Uh, that was the same ankle that kept him out for the last few weeks. Wandale Robinson of the Giants tore his ACL. He's done probably until training camp, maybe a little bit later, depending on how quick he heals up. And Kyle Pitts hurt his knee. He was placed on IR, so he'll miss at least four games. But he's probably, in my opinion, done for the season as Atlanta might be out of it by week 15 or 16. Um, if you, it's not much of a sabotage drop right now, but if you can fill somebody's roster with a bench spot with Kyle Pitts right now, and you have Kyle Pitts sitting on your roster, I just drop him at this point. He hasn't been good enough to warrant that roster spot all year. We just missed on that one, guys. We just missed on it. All right, let's go to the positions. Quarterback. And we're going to start with no quarterbacks to fully recommend this week. Here's I'm going to I'm going to do some bullet point mentions of a few guys though. Uh Trevor Simeon is the backup to Justin Fields. If his shoulder forces him to miss a week, he gets the Jets. It's not a particularly good matchup against the Jets, but and it's Trevor Simeon, so you're probably not playing him. Uh Bryce Perkins is the third stringer for the Rams. He hopped in for Matthew Stafford last week as John Wolford was in was injured and inactive with a neck injury. Perkins ended up running the ball for 39 yards on five attempts, and that might be his best attribute. Still, Stafford could return this week. Wolford could return this week. The matchup against the Chiefs probably isn't great for Bryce Perkins. I needed to get a little drink of that spindrift sparkling water. Bailey Zappi could be in the lineup on Thursday night in Minnesota at some point. I think Mac Jones is still technically the starter there, but you don't really want to mess around with either of the Pats quarterbacks this year. Likewise, Mike White might get a start sooner than expected for the Jets. Zach Wilson has been absolutely brutal lately, and White was elevated to the number two spot over Joe Flacco. The Jets still have some playoff aspirations as well. They play the Bears this week. Of all of them, White is probably the speculative ad right now, although nothing is set in stone with him getting starts, but... If uh, things spin out of control for Zach Wilson, Mike White could be getting the reins pretty shortly. Baker Mayfield likely starting again for the Panthers this week against the Broncos as P.J. Walker is hurt. And Colt McCoy could start again for the Cards against the Chargers because Kyler Murray's been dinged up and really not that good this year. So 
Uh, but neither of those guys are startable in a week with no bye weeks. Moving on to the next position. Running back. I have a little like fuzzy hair thing on my microphone. That's weird. Uh, Latavius Murray is 30% rostered. Melvin Gordon got cut. Mike Boone and Javante Williams, they're injured. Marlon Mack is no longer good. Chase Edmonds is dinged up. This is the dawning, again, of the age of Latavius. He had 21 touches last week against the Raiders. Despite the fact that he's been a saint, a raven, a saint, and a bronco in the last 18 months, it's probably not a good sign of longevity, but he's very startable this week against Carolina, and he's got a couple of decent matchups where he'll receive starting grades on Fantasy Football Weekly. So I'd throw 15% on Latavius Murray. He's the top ad this week. Samaje Pirine scored thrice last week. That's one, two, three times against the Steelers. And if Joe Mixon is out with this concussion for any period of time, Pirine likely just slots into Mixon's role. It's a stopgap for sure and not a long-term thing. Problem is they play the Titans this week. They're one of the league's best run defenses. However, they're allowing the most receptions in the league to the running back position. And that's actually Pirine's specialty and how he scored all three of his touchdowns last week. They were all through the air. I guess that makes him slightly more attractive than even Mixon this week, if Mixon's healthy, that is. I'll throw 6% on Pirine. It's probably just a one-week play. It should be lower than 6%, but people are going to overreact to the big box score last week. So you're going to have to pay up a little bit if you need him for this week. Cam Akers and Kyron Williams, they're 35% and 20% rostered, respectively. Akers and Williams looked okay enough for the Rams to drop Henderson on Tuesday. Neither was spectacular, though, but the Rams' offense looks like a shell of its former self right now. And with Cup out for a while, Stafford oft injured, and really no other skill players popping this year, Akers and Williams should combine for like 20-plus touches at least over the next few weeks until Cup returns. There's some really good matchups coming up too. Kansas City this week, then Seattle, Vegas, and Green Bay over the next three after that. Those are all good matchups. They have one stopper, Denver in week 16, and then they play the Chargers in week 17. That's your fantasy championship week in all likelihood. The Chargers are one of the worst run defenses in the league. And if either of these two emerges as the bell cow, that's a huge championship week play. I'd throw 4% on both and play the waiting game on your bench over the next couple of weeks and see if one of them actually takes the job. My hope is Kyron Williams kind of takes the job, but we'll see. All right, moving on. Wide receiver. Traylon Burks is 21% rostered. A big week last week for the Titans, and that's really been the only big week a wide receiver has had for that team all year, right? Well, no, not really. I I take that back. Nick Westbrook-Akeen. Had a great day against Denver, but nobody picked him up. Uh, Burks caught seven of his eight targets last week for 111 yards against the Packers on Thursday night. He finally looks healthy after missing a ton of time. They thought of him as an A.J. Brown replacement when they drafted him. Let's see if he can fit that mold. I'll throw a 3% on Traylon Burks, and I'm staying low because the Titans face only one defense that's not in the top 10 against wide receivers the rest of the year. So it's tough sledding for him. Like him in Dynasty to to pick up and stash, but this year it's going to be kind of tough sledding for Traylon Burks. Nico Collins is 19% rostered. Brandon Cooks appears to be toast. Maybe that's just the Texans' offense, but Collins has led in target and touch totals each of the last two games both have played. 
There's some pretty tempting matchups in the fantasy playoffs for Collins against the Chiefs, Titans, and Jags as well. So honestly, if you're playing Nico Collins and that offense in the fantasy playoffs, you're kind of messing with the bull though. You're probably getting the horns, but still Collins is worth a 5% bid right now. Paris Campbell is 47% rostered. Matt Ryan absolutely loves him suddenly. Campbell has had more targets since week six than his prior three seasons combined. He's also scored in half of the last six contests. Not sure I trust the yardage totals as they've been pretty sporadic. The matchup this week against the Steelers is great, as is the game against the Vikings in week 15, but those are probably his only two starting grades for the rest of the year. He's worth 4% if you need a guy for those two specific weeks, this week and week 15. Darius Slayton is 36% rostered with Wandale Robinson done for the year. We're down to Slayton, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, and the ghost of Kenny Galladay, who's getting like two targets per game and can't beat out Isaiah freaking Hodgins for target share. Slayton is probably looking at eight or more targets every game for the rest of the season. That's actually notable. Uh, eight targets is pretty good, mostly. So two meetings with Washington in December and a date with the Vikings are great matchups for Slayton. He's probably actually worth 8%. He's a good ad. Uh, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones is the last wide receiver I'll mention. In his last five games, he's had at least four catches in every game. He's had at least 70 yards or scored in every game. That's a bit of a trend there. He gets Tampa's banged-up defense this week, has a date with the Texans after that. No one actually throws on the Texans because it's so easy to run against them. But the fantasy playoffs have Baltimore, New Orleans, and Washington. All of those matchups are pretty nice. I'd also throw 8% on DPJ for the playoff run. Finally, tight end. similar to quarterback... There's not really one to recommend this week. So I'll just give you a couple bullet points on the tight end position. Austin Hooper scored twice last week for the Titans. Do with that what you will. Juwan Johnson has now five scores in his last five games. Do with that what you will. Dawson Knox faces a cake matchup against the Lions this week. So does Foster Moreau versus the Seahawks and Gerald Everett against the Cardinals. Those are kind of my streaming options, I guess, for, for this week. So that's it. That's the Shock Fantasy Podcast for the waiver wire in week 12. Uh, I will be back again tomorrow, at some point tomorrow, to preview, yes, all three of the Thursday Thanksgiving football games. Three of them. This is a Beast. I got to do three matchups for this podcast, and then I got to do five matchups for the Fantasy Football Weekly Show that will air Friday late afternoon slash Saturday on iHeartRadio. Ooh, man, this is a lot of matchups I'm doing this week. Busy me, busy me. Gonna work in some World Cup in the middle there on Black Friday. Gonna gonna cook a turkey on the Traeger. It's gonna be a great little week. All right, I hope you have a great week. Good luck on your waiver wire. We'll talk to you tomorrow.